Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. In the news for almost, you know, three or four years, Owen Murphy's name was probably in the news every single day. Uh, housing. And it kind of with COVID-19, it kind of went a little bit on the back burner. But the new housing minister joins me, uh, Dara O'Brien. Dara, good afternoon to you. Afternoon, Niall. How are you? Well, look, the housing problem hasn't gone away, unfortunately, no, for you. because uh, And you've taken on a bit of a poison chalice in some sense. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's, it's a difficult ministry, a difficult oh. office with criticism constantly all the time. Yeah, look, no, it is. It's difficult. I like a challenge, firstly, but it's important. And I think all your listeners, and you know it, that the, the housing crisis in whatever guys, be that high rents, homelessness, lack of affordability, lack of supply, affects every family in the country. And like, I was delighted to be asked to do it, frankly. It's something I feel very passionately about. Um, I'm not coming into a blind either because I see the issues firstly in, in were you, my Were own. you watching Owen Murphy over the last couple of years? Well, I was. And, I've and, and, given him a hard time over the last uh, But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think I spoke to you before, actually. You I may sure have spoke did. On, did. on The Tonight Show or something like that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I was, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, the mistakes that Owen was making, I mean, did you identify those while you were sitting, I suppose, on the sidelines shouting like an angry parent? Did, well, did, did, yeah. you, uh, did you identify where you believed he was making well, mistakes? Well, I did. Well, I think hopefully most of the time I wasn't just shouting either, and I think it's important that we're constructive where we can be and I know I, I like I own to be fair there there have been some good things done and like everything you know progress was made in certain areas I'd have a different approach on things and the program for gov- for government now points very much at bringing public housing back into the center but also bringing home ownership and affordable housing for working people back into the center a lot of a lot of of your listeners will know they people in their 20s and 30s who are working who are saving every cent they make, but who still cannot reach, you know, that, that they still cannot get the mortgage that they need to buy a home. Are they, the, are they the ignored ones over the last are. few years? They because I'll give you an example, yeah. and I use poor old Helena, my producer, on a regular basis yeah. as an okay. example. So she, she's, you know, 29 years of age. Mm-hmm. She's in a long-term relationship, planning to get married, planning to get sure. a house. Maybe, you know, not earning enough money between her and her partner to afford a 300,000 yeah. euro house. So what about, you know, we did this back in 2003, a shared ownership scheme. Yeah. I mean, made of mine got a house to a shared ownership. Yeah, friends of mine too. Absolutely. Why can't we reintroduce something like that to, to, to alleviate that problem so she only has to raise the 150 yeah. uh, rather than the 300? Well, well, look, Helena is exactly the type of person that's been forgotten over the last few years and not just the last four years, more than that. And that's that whole generation of people who are working away doing their thing and feel absolutely... Because she's entitled to nothing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, exactly. I get that completely. So, no, a couple of things. I'm actually working on that right now. I intend to, in the autumn, bring forward an affordable housing scheme, which is based on the shared ownership model. Um, I think it works. I know it works. And I mean, the state would take an equity in the home. Uh, We will do two things. One, we will will use our own land, i.e. state land that we own, to develop homes on. But we'll also look at private developments that are there and extending what's what's called the Part 5 provision. Right now, in every new development that's built, 10% of that development uh, must be social housing, and I'm going to protect that. That's right and proper that happens. Will we be able to build them quick enough? Now, Sinn Féin, of course, we're talking about 80,000 houses. In in fairness, uh, you see, I think what I have to do, and I've always been honest and responsible with people about what we can deliver. I can deliver an affordable purchase scheme. Sinn Féin actually voted against affordable housing in the Dáil last year and the year before. And they've only come late to the game on it. So I'm not really too, and I mean this as respectfully as I can, I'm not really too concerned what they're saying because we're in government to actually deliver. So I don't want to be messing around with people. People like Helena and her, and her friends and colleagues 
deserve a chance to get on the ladder at an affordable rate. I don't want Helena going and getting a unaffordable mortgage that's going to be, you know, uh, something that's a burden on her for, for the rest of her working life. So okay, I'm going okay. To we'll, that, let's right? park Helena for the yeah, moment. So that's, the, that's those but people. I, but, I'm go, but I'm going to do that, and this is important. Okay. We'll do it. The one thing I was going to say is, in the private developments as well, we will be bringing in an affordable element of that. You're asking the question, can we build them quick enough? This year has been tricky. You mentioned COVID. Of course, uh, yeah. You know, we were targeting this year the construction sector to, to conclude or to complete 25,000 homes this year. Due to the three, four-month shutdown and change in work practices, we're probably going to be down to less than 14,000. That's prior. And what about the cost of those houses? Because we heard, you know, nonsense remarks there more recently about an increase of 35 to 40% in cost building. that's not happening. And in fairness, that was one that that was thrown out there. A lot of a lot of people involved in the construction sector came out straight away and said, "No, that's not." But true. there will be an increase. I'm yeah, assuming there right. is an increase. Yeah, it, it is. But anecdotally, we're working on that at the minute, actually, to try to get a handle on one what, what if any increases in costs, and there will be some. I, I'm told they're not that significant. But secondly, and as importantly, what impact on productivity? So is it taking longer to build? Anecdotal evidence back so far says that the, the sector have been dealing very well with it. People in construction deal with new processes and, and, and new uh, rules and laws come in from time to time, and they're well able, they're flexible to do it. So the evidence so far that's back to me shows that, no, it's not having a massive okay. effect on productivity, but the shutdown did. So we're basically we're going to have to catch up. Okay, in, rela- in relation to COVID-19, of course, mm-hmm. we brought in, obviously, legislation which yes. stopped people being evicted from their homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when that legislation runs out. There's a sunset clause in the start. It'll actually run out on the, on, on if current, under the current legislation. It'll run out on the 20th of July, so next week. Okay, right. So what further protections have we got for many people in the entertainment industry, many people in the, sure. the pub industry, or many of those businesses which are not employing all of their staff yet at the moment because of restrictions on their business? So what have we got for those people to protect them and to stop them losing their homes, be it their mortgages or their, or their rental homes? Are we going to continue those protections or increase those protections? We're going to, the, the protections can't go on forever, and I think everyone knows that, that, they've been, that those type of protections were brought in on public health grounds. Having said that, for the last 10 days, I've been working very, very closely with colleagues in government, particularly in my own Department of Housing, and all through today with the Attorney General and actually trying to put in some more permanent protections for people and to make sure, put it this way, the, the, the protections will not run out on the 20th of, of July. It's how long the emergency protections endure, but we need permanent legislation in this space as well because all those very... Uh, urgent changes were made and approved by the whole doll, by the way, everyone in the doll did before this government was formed, were done on, on the basis of the public health emergency. So what I'm looking to do is what more permanent measures can I bring in? Because the, the when, we, when we say a public health emergency, we're in that emergency I know at the moment. Yeah. And we're going, and yeah. by what we're, we're hearing from many ministers, whether we agree with it or disagree with it, we're going to be in it for a long time because people's mm-hmm. lives are being restricted, sure. jobs are being restricted, so they're not employing as many people. Yeah. So many people, through no fault of their own, can't Absolutely. afford their mortgage or can't yeah. afford their rent. Well, that's a really good point. Two things. Firstly, anyone who's listening to the show can't afford the rent now because they've lost their job due to covid or their wages have been decreased because of COVID, can apply for the emergency rent supplement payment. And I'm saying this because only 8,000 people have actually applied for it, uh, where a million people, up to a million, were on, uh, were on the pandemic payment and the wage subsidy, yet only 8,000 have applied for that. So I would urge any listeners there who are struggling 
to pay their rent first. I'll deal with mortgages in a second to access that payment. It's a one, it's a one page form. It's on the social protection website or ring your lo- local social welfare office. No one should be going into rent arrears due to the pandemic. So we're going to keep that. Secondly, in relation to mortgages and mortgage arrears, this is an issue. All of the banks have brought in these mortgage breaks, okay? Well, they, well yes, but they have been condemned, of course, by we had Pierce already on relation to the money they're making oh, out of the and, interest. And in fairness, by Michael McGrath, and Michael McGrath, ha, uh, who's our, fina, our, our Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform, and others indeed, I heard Leo Varadkar, are tarnished to say that too. And is there, there nothing, is there nothing to be done by the fact well, that not only are they charging the, the arrears interest, but they're also charging an interest on top of the interest, essentially? Yeah, they, they, they shouldn't be, Niall. It's wrong. And they, and they know that's wrong. Okay, and pressure needs to be exerted on them through the central bank, the financial regulator, and indeed government. You know, what the only mortgages I'm responsible for directly in housing, and we've tried to lead by example, are the Rebuilding Ireland Home Loan. Now, the Rebuilding Ireland Home Loan, which is a really good product, mainly for, for first-time buyers, we're not charging, we're giving the six-month break, and there's no interest being charged. So that's government leading by example on it. No penalty interest, no interest for that period. The six months will be added to the back end of the mortgage. That's what should be done. And actually, we I mean, but we, we realistically, we, you know, Dara, we can see a lot of this having to be extended right through to December because yes. I can't see this country being anywhere close to normal before that, January. That, that's a big, and, and I looked at one of the challenges, one of the things we were talking about at, at Cabinet um, yesterday was, you know, should this endure even longer? Like, a lot of people are going back to work. We're going to have to live with this virus for a while and see oh, how yeah. we can operate with it. it it's, now, hopefully not for too much longer. But well, we're 25 still, billion in at the moment. We might I as know. well go another 20. Yeah, I mean, well, you well, know what I mean? I know, but I get you. We've got to protect people's homes, okay? For me, that's fundamental. I've spent all of the last two weeks in homeless charities all across the city. I'm going down the country now, down to Cork and Galway, and all, all across the rest of the country over the next couple of weeks. You know, the, if you look at the work that's been done by our homeless agencies through COVID to protect our homeless community from this virus, they've done ign- unbelievable work. And that has been because of the collaboration of health and housing. We need to actually, there's been some really good things done that we can't lose because of COVID. We need to keep them in place. And that's what I, what I want to see. But yeah, we're going to have to be reacting. Uh, by government as this virus moves through the, through, through the, through the country as it, there's peaks and troughs and we're going to have to be flexible to bring in measures to protect our people because at the end of the day that's what I'm in government for and that's what my, my okay. colleagues on our, on our Taoiseach is in government for is to serve the people. Well it says here you plan to leave your term of office with your head held high having delivered affordable homes I and hope. rent for the Irish people. Well look we'll, we'll watch the space there. I'm not going to give out to you you're only in the job. Fair so we'll, we'll watch the space. <laughs> Others have by the way. Uh, and I'm <laughs> sure at some point over the next few years I will yes, be giving out to you. I'm, hopefully not but All anyway right. I'll, be, I'll be on to, to get that anyway. But thanks Niall for your All right, for, you too. Thank you very much indeed. Housing Minister Dara O'Brien and certainly lots of promises in there so Let's hope that Dara, unlike uh, Owen Murphy, uh, keeps those promises and doesn't double down on our doesn't double back, should I say, on any of those promises that he gave. And I think it's very interesting that he's obviously talking about the shared ownership because I've been talking about it for years. I think it's one of the most successful things we ever did in this country. And I don't know why we didn't repeat it. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.